And then they're going to eat me. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Jalakian. And today we're going to be talking about one of the no- that, but, but. one of the most notorious films, Troll 2, from 1990, that Brennan was so ecstatic to show me. And I, st- I just still don't understand why this movie exists. Welcome to our favorite month. My favorite month. Is it your favorite month? Absolutely. It's the Halloween season. Yeah. Halloween is is literally one of the best holidays. I would have said the best, but I really like New Year's. But we're, that's, that's beyond the point. Anyway, October. We have some special things going on in October. Uh, Brennan, why don't you tell our, our lovely guests? Okay. Well, th- this is our horror classics marathon. Obviously, Troll 2 is a bit of a dubious horror classic, but I consider it that. We're starting us off easy, and then we're getting into the good stuff starting next week, which will reveal what movie we're watching next week at the end of this episode. Yes. It's going to be a great conversation, but before that, um, we have a slight change. Well, not a change, but an addition to our clue system. So as it stands, we have um, a couple people who have actually guessed right our clues, and we were thinking, and we were like, how are we going to make this more interesting? How are we going to involve our audience? And we've decided that we've come up with this thing called Killer Karma. Dun, dun, dun. Killer Karma. So the way that Killer Karma works is that if you um, respond to us, post, or reach out, any of our contact info. If you guess the clue correctly, you get a point. Exactly. So if you guess the clue, clue, clue correctly and you tell us and we see it, then um, we will add a point to your score. Anyone who gets seven points gets to decide a movie that we will have to watch and review on our podcast that is of the horror genre. Well, yeah, it has to It has to fit within parameters. Yeah. We'll tell you. Yeah, of course. But the point of the matter is, right now, point of the matter, oh, is that uh, you can earn points now by reaching out and telling us um, that you guessed right on the clues. And the current point standing is Matt Russell is at one and a half because he guessed the movie we're doing next week on his second try. So I was going to do a half point. I was like, why not? Yeah, all right. All right. It's a new system. We'll see. Ed Chalakian has two points. Woo! Yeah, daddy! And my BFF, Hunter Allen, and that stands for Blog Friends Forever because I've never met him, but he listened to this podcast and we are super best friends on blog comments. He has one point because he guessed Troll 2 correctly. He's oh, a little good. behind. He just listened to our Silence of the Lambs episode. Oh, great. Welcome to Killer Karma. Welcome, Hunter. And also, apparently, Sergio's Clarice accent is very similar to how Hunter sounds. Oh, cutie. Sergio's Clarice voice is my favorite thing. It was fantastic. Like, it's very soft and mellow. I feel like he, it's like his alter, his alter ego, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he only comes out when, he, when he, things get crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our 10 words or less reviews. We always get rambly when we try to discuss this new clue system. Um, Shannon, what is your review? So the only movie that I watched this week was Bear City, (laughs) um, which is a gay man film. Big hairy gay man. About bears. And you ask me, Shannon, why did you voluntarily watch Bear City? Well, I tell you. Because Brennan forced me to watch the first minute, literally just the first minute, and 
I couldn't leave that unbandaged. I have to. I had to like finish it and get it's it magnetic. out of my system. Yeah, but it's a, it's a classic. Anyway, the ten word review was Bear City. I now understand why Andrew Furtado loves this awesome movie. Fantastic. Yeah. And my ten word reviews, ten words or less reviews, are um, Hannibal the novel, vastly superior to the film except for the nipple play. The Green Inferno. Why go to all that trouble for such generic piffle? And Aaron Brockovich. Guess who picked this one to watch? Sergio. Uh, decent biopic of flawed character. All Soderbergh's movies are yellow. And on to the discussion, which comes with our um, basic... Our customary spoiler tag. Customary spoilers. Uh, we're discussing a movie, which means that we're going to be talking about spoilers, folks. Surprise. And here is the plot of Troll 2. As read from the MGM DVD release because they have this movie for some reason. Those greedy goblins are back and hungrier than ever in this gourmet gross-out. Disguised as friendly country folk, a pugnacious posse of people-eating trolls <laughs> uh, lures visitors to their town. But a family of four is about to discover that this place is a real tourist trap, and they're the prey. Now the no-good gnomes must be destroyed <laughs> before their family gets flambéed. And the world becomes a buffet in this feeding frenzy of fear. It's great alliteration. It's poetry. Anyway, so for our discussion, uh, like all of our discussions, we rate on a five-point Likert scale system, starting with scariness, one to five screams, campiness, one to five perms, gore, one to five limbs, and quality, one to five unlucky stars. Brennan, what did you rate uh, Troll 2 on scariness? Well, Shannon, since you asked... I rated it one out of five on scariness, or one out of five screams, because it's Troll 2. It's one of the most notorious bad movies ever, and it's anything that's supposed to be scary is funny. But there, there, there are actually a surprising number of um, shock gags that are mildly effective, like one of those handshake buzzers, like you get a tiny jolt, and you're like, all right, good for you. Like there's a part in a church where um, the, the main kid whose name is Joshua a hand grabs his face and is like, that's kind of cool. I'm down. One out of five screams. Great. Uh, I rated it uh, one and a half out of five screams. I usually don't bust the half out, but it definitely was not scary enough for two. But same same thing like you said. There was a couple of good jump scares. Um, there was a part where like he was looking in a mirror and then all of a sudden like a troll face comes up and then the troll jumps through the mirror and grabs him. That was pretty cool. That was um, cool. But other than that, this movie is trash. I'm going to say this after <laughs> everything that we go over. This movie is trash, and I can't believe we're reviewing it. Okay. I'm, I can't believe we're reviewing it because it means so much to me. Like, this is like we're reviewing uh, food or air. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, what did you rate it on campiness, Shannon? Um, I rated it four out of five on campiness because this entire movie is a gag. It is just is horrible and Wonderful. all of all of their shirts that they're wearing are just like these big striped things that that look like they're made out of like tarp and just the dialogue is just horrible i oh my god it was so bad and there was there's just this one part where the daughter like with her hair that's that reaches the high heavens takes a moment to just like dance break and dances like Paul Abdul in a mirror for like a solid couple minutes do you not do that <laughs> not that i'll admit to um <laughs> And it was it was so over the top. It was just so much. So that's that's the highest score I'm gonna give it. It's just in campiness. All right. 
Um, my score for campiness is five out of five perms because I love this movie so much. First of all, spoiler number one, there are no trolls in this movie. Oh my God. They're actually goblins. This was a film that was shot separately and then attached to the troll name afterwards, which is just one more frisson of camp over everything. First of all, there's the chick in the beginning who has freckles like painted on. It's like those big circle stickers that you put on furniture or whatever i don't know what i'm talking about yeah she, no she looks like a like a doll like she looks like a like a live version of a doll because they just like like anyone who's ever dressed up like um pippi long stockings for halloween yeah. has these like stamped on her face exactly it's like a big drill press or something yeah and um grandpa seth who's the character that's helping joshua around he is dead everyone's like Grandpa Seth is dead, but he just keeps showing up to visit and give Joshua really helpful things, like the bologna sandwich that destroys the goblins. <laughs> Which, first of all, it's like two packages of bologna between just two slices of bread. And he eats it. That's horrible. Do not eat that much bologna. I think that's kind of the point as to why, you know. Yeah, if there was a sequel, which would be Troll 2 Part 2, <laughs> um, he would just die of cholesterol poisoning. Um, anyway but the grandpa keeps coming back he's like the girlfriend and shocker like being six feet under doesn't really seem to impede him in doing anything like he punches out some goblins he brings sandwiches to people yeah it's like six cents and shocker together and just people are dead and helping it's weird yeah and there's a part where um the girl invites her boyfriend elliot along and he brings his friends and she's like you have to decide between me and your friends but then he decides to pick her, and he ditches his friends, and then she's like, Elliot's part of the family now. And that, I mean, that decision is far gayer than it seems. Like, he it seems shirtless with his friends. Yeah, it seems innocent, but they actually, like, are really needy on him, and, like, he's, like, accommodating to them, and it just seems like there's more going on with their relationship than just friendship. Mm-hmm. And this film is staunchly anti-vegetarian, because the goblins are vegetarian goblins, but they eat people but they're vegetarians, so they have to turn the people into plants first by making them eat this gross, like, day-glow green food. Lucas is giving giving us a look, but it's true. This movie is fantastic. What did you rate it for gore, Shannon? Okay, so for gore, I rated it 2 out of 5, only because when they turned people into plants, it actually, like, had sticks and things coming out of their finger, finger like, underneath their fingernails. And stuff like that, I can't... I can't do that. Not any sort of, like, changing of, like, under skin. Like, no, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, so that's that's it. Yeah, I gave it two out of five severed limbs as well because, like, that fingernail trauma is actually kind of well-constructed and it's just, it's hard to handle. But most of the gore when people are dying and turning into plants or whatever, it just looks like they get covered in mint jello. So it's not that yeah terrifying. it looks like it's like the early 2000s on nickelodeon like everything's <laughs> slime and yes just... they got slimed the, yeah the goblins slime people and then they eat you yeah exactly it was uh it was something else that's for sure and also all the food like goblins okay so so for anyone who hasn't seen this movie and is listening to this podcast they're so confused don't worry i'm confused too the goblins can turn into people and back into goblins like no no issue right but when they're people they have a clover scar somewhere on their face right but the goblins like were were presenting food like in in like a southern hospitality sort of way you don't piss on hospitality right right which the the dad the dad was all about that the dad was so excited about about hospitality yeah that was his buzzword yeah (laughs) we'll talk about we'll, we'll get back to what brennan's gonna say but um they kept like all the goblins as humans were presenting all this food to the actual humans but all the food looked like it 
was made by an Easy Bake Oven and was covered in green frosting. Like everything. They had sandwiches. They had like desserts that actually looked pretty good. They had like they had like fruit with with Jello on it, <laughs> jelly on it. They it's... also put the Jello on a baseball, but I don't think they wanted anyone to eat it. That's just how they delivered their messages. <laughs> it was so weird. Okay, Brennan, go ahead, say it. Um, you can't piss on hospitality. In order to get his family to stop eating the food, the kid just pees all over the dinner table. Yeah, the smarter like I was honestly like, it'd be fine. Just pull the like, pull the um tablecloth you know because it was like all the food on the tablecloth and he had 30 seconds and everyone was frozen because grandpa seth apparently has some magical powers where he can freeze (laughs) freeze time and he was like you have 30 seconds to figure out what to do and in that 30 seconds the kid just like walks around the table and then stands up on a chair yeah stands up on a chair and unzips his pants and literally pisses on all the food instead of like grabbing the tablecloth and just yanking as hard as he could or if he works fast enough he could have just hidden all the food in the 30 seconds. And then the parents would have been like, what just happened? It was a pisser of a decision. Oh. So what did you rate it on quality, Shannon? Quality is um, sub-zero. It's it's a one out of five unlucky stars. I am low-key kind of mad that you made me watch this movie and you hyped oh. it up as some sort of like missing memes that I, I didn't understand on the internet. But it is... I'm going to recommend this movie later. But it is, it is like... <laughs> it is the room quality. It is the room of horror films. great. I don't know. I mean, like, I came around to the room, so maybe I'll come around to Troll 2. You but, will. I but promise. currently, it's just like, why? I don't think you're quite at my level of just appreciating awful filmmaking, so I'm sorry. We wouldn't, we'll have, a, we wouldn't have a podcast if it, if it weren't for you appreciating well, bad it films. It creates the discrepancy between us, which makes our conversations interesting and scintillating. Um, I rated the movie three out of five Unlucky Stars. Because I love this movie. It's based on entertainment value, not on quality, okay? Everyone's missing the look that I just gave you. I think I could have, like, gorged out your eyeballs. Yeah, you took my arm off, actually. It missed a little bit. Um, Well, okay, look. Literally, no line reading is good. They have every type of actor, like, over-actor, under-actor. They have every type but good (laughs) acting. But every single moment is so inexplicable and so different from any film you've ever watched that it's fascinating. And I love that. And um, the, the the evil wicked lady, um, her name is Credence, and she has three names, so I don't remember them, so I called her Credence Clearwater Revival. Right, exactly. And she had this weird kind of Transylvanian accent that she was trying on, and it looked like she was undergoing facial electrolysis the whole time. Like, her face was just constantly bulging and twitching. It's just a fascinating movie, and it's so fun. You guys need to watch it if you haven't seen it. All right, and on to... So, Shannon, what was your favorite champion dialogue? Ooh, so my favorite uh, champion dialogue actually came from a pretty early part of the movie. Um, They introduce Elliot's character. So Elliot is the boyfriend of Holly. They introduce his character by him being, like, at the window when, like, the kid, like, uh, what's his, Joshua, uh, goes to look out his window. (laughs) You know, because everyone offers him food all the time, but they don't know where the commas are in their lines, so they're always like, do you want some Joshua? Right, exactly. It's Literally, like, well, what's his name? Three different actors say that that way. It's a great film. Masterpiece. Yeah. Which is also, when you think about it, it is a metaphor, because they're going to eat him later. Yes. <laughs> it's an anti-vegetarian movie. See? Okay. Secrets. Anyway, so, um, uh, come to find out Elliot's in the wrong window. He ends up finding the right window. Very, um, what is it called? Animal House? Circus? 
something frat party animal house animal house animal house frat party happy fun time go <laughs> right which is very very much like that and um goes in and he and and holly have this really weird conversation that kind of marks holly as like a nympho <laughs> and she looks like she's 13 anyway this this is what happened what's wrong with having friends nothing if you want to remain a virgin for life you take them to bed with you too and i don't believe in group sex and yeah, I just thought it was um, very strange to be introduced to her character in that way. It would be different if she looked older, but she doesn't. So it's just very, very weird. Also, she's like a pro weightlifter, and she has this big leather belt that yeah. she wears. I think she's Hulk Hogan in disguise. Which is great. I appreciate all that. And my champion dialogue is actually that conversation that Shannon briefly glossed over, which is just full of gems. And I couldn't kill my darlings, so here's just an excerpt of that conversation. This occurs right after um, Holly knees Elliot in the groin. Groin. Right. For, like, kind of no reason. And then she likes him. I don't... It was... Uh, yeah. So weird. Oh! Release your instincts in the bathroom. Are you nuts? You trying to turn me into a homo? Wouldn't it be too hard? If my father discovers you here, he'd cut off your little nuts and eat them. So anyway. I just really love that conversation. It's the most... Um, okay, the screenwriter of this film was Italian. He didn't speak a lot of English. And the actors were like, um, do you want us to just change these lines to make them, you know, legible? And he was like, no, my word is the law. You have to say them exactly as they're written. And so that explains a little bit of why Troll 2 is so magical. Which reminds us of a certain Tommy Wiseau. Like, yes, come yes, on. Yes, it does. Anyway... Segwaying on into favorite character, uh, which makes perfect sense because Holly ends up being my favorite character. Of course. Um, it's, this wasn't a tight race. Everyone was kind of, the entire, all of the characters were horrible. But Holly said some really weird off-color things, and I was like, okay, like, you're at least entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my favorite character is Creedence Clearwater Revival because yes. she's the best villain ever committed to celluloid. The end. Yeah, I think... I think if I'll take anything away from the, this movie, it's how wonderful she was. Thank you. <laughs> and favorite scene? Brandon, what was your favorite scene? Well, our favorite scene is actually the same scene. Yay! It's the corncob seduction scene <laughs> where um, Credence turns herself into a beautiful young woman. And she appears on the TV of, this ki- of one of Elliot's friends in the RV. And she's just walking through the forest in a slinky dress holding a corncob. And the saxophones are going... And we've talked about how wonderful saxophone is in, in horror movies, so... Yeah, and this is the scene that um, Cassidy and I were watching, like, after midnight, and just our brains were melting. <laughs> because she's like, I'm not a television program. I'm real. And he steps outside, and then the saxophones continue to play. And... She's like slinking up with this corn cob, and then she holsters it in her like bodice, and then they go inside. Do you want to keep going? You can take on from there. Oh yeah, yeah. So you could just like see her garter the entire time. Like that's that's what it's called, right? Her garters. I don't know. A garters. I the, don't know the, the leg things. The you can see the leg things like pretty much the entire time, and she's just like We're waving back vanilla. and forth. <laughs> I know we don't know any words. Um, <laughs> anyway, the leg socks. You the know? leg socks. Those sexy leg socks. <laughs> Um, so then um, she gets inside and she's like, you like corn? And you have to understand the entire movie, like they have, the, the goblins haven't offered them real looking food. It was all this like weird, like, like Willy Wonka-esque food. Yeah. So for her to be holding like a real ear of corn is like, what is going on? You know? And also it's like, 
Where are you going to put that ear of corn, if you know what I mean? Oh, no. She does She does not use the corn cob for its obvious phallic metaphor. It's just a sexy corn cob. Yeah, it's literally just... And then and then she, like, gets on top of him and she's like, so you like corn? And he's like, yeah, I like popcorn. And she goes, oh, good. And then what does she say? We just have to say? heat it up. We just have to heat it up. And then they, like, start making out, but around the corn cob? They're, like, eating like the, the corn, corn together. Yeah, and then... It's very... Uh, sensual and passionate but then the best thing happens and someone off screen is just throwing popcorn at them they don't even try to make it look like it's coming from behind them or like over them it's just like it's like literally you can see people off screen well not literally you can almost see people off screen throwing popcorn at them and it's like a lot of it's like a greasy amount of popcorn i would have to shower for four days and i don't think he even technically dies in the movie that just that happens and then they ditch him and like peace yeah they like leave him there yeah, but, so... And, yeah, like, the popcorn didn't seem to have any... Like, he didn't seem like he was going to turn into a tree. I think she just wanted to get laid and decided to... Corn cob it up. Corn cob him. <laughs> oh, you God. just got corn cobbed. Okay, our next segment is a new segment that we're introducing for all of our uh, October Halloween episodes. It's called Pillowcase Talk, where... Because, you know, like, you put all your candy in the pillow... In, yeah, yeah, in the no, pillowcase they get it. Trick or, you put they the candy it. in the pillowcase <laughs> with the trick-or-treaters. They get it, Brennan. Okay, Bill Cosby, reel it back. <laughs> anyway, so I'll I'll slip into my sexy corn cob outfit, and uh, I'll become the bug-eyed troll, the one troll that looks different than all the other trolls. My favorite troll. <laughs> and then, um, so all of these uh, discussion topics are based around something you would find in your Halloween basket. So the first one is it says Smarties, but oh, yeah. it's because it's the big flaw. I feel like we need to change it to like raisins raisins okay everyone well, hates raisins in a in trick-or-treat really? bag we've had a lot of heated debate about what candy this one should be titled but for the time being we're gonna call it dots it represents the biggest flaw in the movie because who wants dots when they could get like a giant three musketeers bar or something are okay. we fair are we that's are we fine we'll change it for next week we'll just change it every time I don't all know. right perfect okay so what was the biggest flaw in the movie shannon uh, the biggest flaw of the movie was the movie. Uh, it was Fair. it was horrible. There was nothing good about it. The, Joshua was whiny. All he did was whine the entire time. He wasn't. He never. And I get that he's young or whatever, but like, he only could speak at that at that high pitched like. Octave. Grandpa, Grandpa Seth, where are you? And it was just it was ridiculous. And then the dad who looked like a mixture between Steve Martin and. And in like Michael Douglas, and I was like, "What is going on?" He was actually um, in real life. He's a dentist. <laughs> That's funny. And yeah, it was just it was just crazy. And like that. Okay, in the bug-eyed troll, we gotta talk about the bug-eyed troll <laughs> real quick because we don't talk about it. I'm gonna be sad. So there was like a cast of like ten bug-eyed tr- or ten trolls, which goblins. aren't even trolls. They're goblins. goblins. Ten goblins, right? And they all have like masks on, and they're all pretty malleable. But there's like one troll that is just like it has a pinched face like and bug ha- eyes yeah it's like a hard it's a hard mask everything else is like a soft uh-huh. mask this is like a hard mask so it just looks like it looks like it's sucking on a lemon yeah and it's funny because it's on the case of the movie it, is. it like specifically is on the case it's so good you guys no but like you could have just been like sorry like one of you has to go home because we're not gonna allow this weirdo goblin that doesn't look like all the rest of them to be in the movie no no let's put it in there for no reason it was so dumb 
Um, maybe it represented how we all feel alienated even within our own cultures. If we're even if we're persecuting someone else and turning them into vegetables, you can feel different from everybody else. You know what? I feel personally alienated by this movie because um, as a vegetarian, uh, I definitely want to eat people. And how dare they um, say mean things about my want to eat people. That's, Perfect. Um, okay, so our next candy. It's called... Wait, what's yours? What? Uh, my dots, my biggest flaw in the movie is they have super long close-ups of things that are supposed to be important. Like, Joshua leaves his skateboard lying there, and it just zooms in on his skateboard for, like, 20 seconds. I'm like, I get it. It's important. And they're just random close-up shots of beakers every time we're in Creedence Clearwater Revival's den of horrors. And I'm like, fine. This is just irritating. Everything else is fantastic, though. 10 out of 10. Citizen Kane of horror movies. Which is saying something, because everyone hates Citizen Kane, too. That's true. That has a scary parrot in it, though. Yeah. Anyway, the next candy we're doing is eye candy, which is your favorite shot in the movie. Shannon, what is yours? Okay, so my favorite shot... I'm actually changing it because it says this down, but I think my favorite shot is when, like, Joshua's having, like, a weird, like, meltdown, and he's in the RV, and he's, like, looking at his parents and his sister, but they've oh, turned yeah. into goblins, you know? And one of them is the bug-eyed goblin. Of course. And that's like the first time you see Bug-Eye Goblin. And, and it's, it's not really, moving. It's, yeah, because it, it, the face doesn't move. Like the rest of the mask, the faces move because they're like the malleable mask. Yeah. But this one is just, it's just a, it's like someone put like a a brick over someone's face because it doesn't move and it just stares at you with those bug eyes. And it was terrifying. I was like, what the, what is going, what, why, why, <laughs> why? And so, yeah. Yeah, there are actually a lot of really good low angle shots in that movie, like yeah. in that scene. Yeah. So. So that scene. Great film. Yeah. My favorite shot is um, all of the goblins disguised as people are standing on this stoop just staring at uh, Joshua and his dad. And the camera pans really slowly across all of them, but they're standing at different distances from the camera, so it keeps having to rack focus to get them in focus. Oh, man. So it'll pan over to a really blurry guy, then it'll go, voom, and he's in focus. <laughs> it's just really fun. Oh, God. All right, um, our next candy is Three Musketeers, which is, if we had a third co-host on this show who's one of the characters in the movie, who would you want it to be? One of the characters, not one of the actors, one of the characters, like Correct. a specific in-character. In um, I was going to say I wanted to be the, the creepy robot dad, so like the... They're doing a like, like a, a wife swap. Yeah, house like like a, thing. the holiday swapping houses because of course all I want to do with my family is take my lovely home with all the amenities and go to the country and switch with some other hodunk people and um, drink some mint milk or something. Yeah, gross. Anyway, so so when they switch families, the other like the four the family that's actually goblins, they talk. What? Spoilers. They talk like they're robots. They're just like, we will go now. Here is our keys. There is food inside for you. We could just have Suri be our co-host if we want that. That'd be great. Yeah, but I just thought it'd be funny because then, then it could just be like Gladys from Portal and just be like kind of weird. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Yours? If we if we end up having like a season two where we have to get desperate for gimmicks. Yeah. Um, mine would be Arnold, who is the classic guy who goes, they're eating her and then they're going to eat me. Oh my god! Just because I feel like you get very excited about anything we're talking about. Yeah. Because we'd be like, "Oh, uh, this part happened in visiting hours," and he's like, "What? Michael Ironside? 
He wore earrings. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. He was such an odd character too, because he's like the short guy with wearing shorts and just like a plain blue shirt, and uh, had these glasses. But he like was a smoker and like wanted to go after babes. And I was like, you sir should be pegged as the nerd in this novel. Like you, novel. you were the wrong character to say those things. It just seems like a novel because it's so literary and. Thematic. Oh my god. Moving on. So our next our next uh, segment is called uh, Milk Duds, which is the stupidest character and we say stupidest as in they make the worst decisions yes so what was yours mine is elliot who is uh holly's boyfriend because he brought his friends along on the vacation that she explicitly said we're going alone don't bring your dumbass friends and he was like i'm gonna interpret that as ditch you take an rv <laughs> with my friends and then assume everything is okay which was a pretty bad decision and then all his friends died and or except for maybe the popcorn one yeah he had a great time I find it so interesting that in order to get his friends to come with him, he says that they'll get sex, essentially. Um, but the one thing that, like, keeps him with his friends is his his opposite reaction with Holly. Like, if he was as sex-driven as his friends were, he would have ditched his friends in order to go have sex with Holly. Yeah, exactly. All right, and our last... Wait, what's your what's your milk dud? Oh, what's mine? See, see what you've done to me? So my milk duds is... Um, is Mrs. Waits? Is that her name? Yeah, that's the mom. Oh, the mom. Okay, Mrs. Waits. I couldn't remember their last name. Joshua Waits. Um, <laughs> Joshua Waits for no goblin. Right. So uh, the stupidest character I thought was Mrs. Waits because she she's just as whiny as Joshua is. Like that's obviously where he got it from. But she just like doesn't follow like doesn't understand what's going on ever. Even when it happens, like they get they get home and finally Holly and and the dad are like we're out like we got to go away from here we don't want to be anywhere near like our house and she's like okay well I'll stay here with Joshua and I'm like I do no. want some Joshua and I was like no what are you doing like go leave with the, stay together like it's not over everyone knows it's not over it's never over and then she ends up getting eaten so obviously made the worst decisions yep the final item in our pillowcase is the razor blade apple, which will become more applicable as the month goes on. But it's why is this film scary? I thought this film was well. I, I would say I think the scariest potential moments of this film were because of the and we've talked about this before, but because of the sticks coming out of fingers and like the transformation. That was the only thing that people took care about was like to actually uh -huh. make it seem like he was actually becoming a tree, because Arnold became a tree. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty good, and that seemed believable and made it kind of scary. But otherwise, everything else was not scary. All right, and my reason for this film being scary is that it exposes the seedy underbelly of vegetarianism. Wow, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to live so much longer than you, so I ain't even mad. Suck it. Well, your food's less delicious. Uh, not true. Have you? Did you taste that smoked avocado I made yesterday? It was the bomb. It was something... <laughs> Okay. okay, let's move on to the games, Shannon. I'm not talking to you. Oh, okay, great. That means I win. Okay, let's go, games. No, actually, we're not doing a scoring system on this one just because we're going to have fun with it. Yay! Uh, <laughs> it's so stressful when there's a score. Sorry. Sorry about it. No, it's fine. Okay. Well, also, okay, last time you did your Canadian accent for like two seconds and I then realized, forgot about it. I think afterwards I was like, oh my god, I didn't even try. No. I, I felt so bad about it. I'm sorry, yeah, Sergio folks. just blew you out of the water. Yeah, he definitely did, which I'm okay with. Also, Canadians can Canadians can, can sneakily be within our society without us even realizing <sighs> it. That's just like vegetarians. Okay, moving on. Boff, Mary Kill anyway, is our first yeah, game. Yeah, we're resurrecting the Boff, Mary Kill game. Thank goodness. I was missing it. I know. Okay, this is the men round. 
um, Elliot, who's Holly's boyfriend. Yes. Mr. Waits, who's the dad, and Grandpa Seth. Okay. Um. So I would, I would boff the dad because he was always like whenever he was in any sort of leisure wear he always had his shirt open oh yeah like there were there were like 18 buttons on his shirt and he was like i'm gonna button the bottom one yeah this or is like fine. or like none of them and then every time like the wife comes in they like make out and i'm like wow for for you having two young younger children you guys have a exceedingly romantic relationship good okay way to go for you guys um i would marry elliot because then i would never have to see him because he'd be off with his friends <laughs> And I would kill Grandpa Seth because he, but he just would come like. Back. Oh, I know. So all is lost. Yourself? Okay, I would I would boff Elliot just because I think he's kind of cute. Um, Gross. I would kill the dad, Mr. Waits, because he's a dentist and he stands for everything that I despise. No, I just don't like the scrapey thing. If he didn't have the scrapey thing, it'd be fine. And scrapey thing? The thing where they scrape your teeth. Oh, okay. Okay. I hate it. <laughs> And I would marry Grandpa Seth because till death do us part would be really malleable with him. Great. Automatic divorce. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so, um, the, oh god. Women the, the women round. Okay, Holly, the daughter, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, or Mrs. Waits, the mom. Uh, I would totally boff Creedence because she seems crazy. And then, um... I don't know, Mary Holly? I feel uncomfortable with this because she's like 13. Just She's, I think the actress was like really old. So. Really? She looks so young. I don't know. I don't okay, so. whatever. Um, but yeah, so Holly and then kill Mrs. Waits because I seriously cannot stand her. Okay. I would also kill Mrs. Waits because she's just, I'm pretty sure she was on Xanax the whole time. Um, I would, okay, maybe I shouldn't have chosen this one, but I would just, I don't have to buff Holly, but she goes in that category. When she's 18. Perfect. She's a weightlifter. She's an athlete. Um, and I would marry Credence, because even when we're old and gray, she can use the power of Stonehenge to make us young and hot again for one night, and then we could have all the corn cob loving that we want. Yeah, plenty of corn. Anyway, our next game is another resurrected game called The Smackdown, which is where we pit foes from two different franchises against each other. So, who do you think would win in a fight? The Goblins from Troll 2 or the Leprechaun from the Leprechaun franchise? I'm going to say Leprechaun, just because the Goblins didn't really do anything. Like, their whole deal was, like, try to get other people to eat food, and then once they were po- it's essentially poisoned, poison them, wait for them to die, then eat them. You know, like, that was their whole deal. Uh-huh. You know, and I feel like that's just not a very active way to kill, to kill your... Um, Darlings. Your darlings, yeah. So I think that's where Leprechaun gets you better. Okay, but I think they would actually have a really easy time of getting the plant poison into him because he can't resist, like, Irish whiskey. So they could just put their mint jelly goop into the Irish whiskey and he'd be out like a light. That's true. But also he has way more magical powers and he's survived so many versions of him exploding and stuff, so I think he would win. Yeah, but also you have to think about it, like the goblins didn't believe in coffee and they didn't believe in like other eggs. unhealthy like, things. Eggs. Yeah, uh, other unhealthy things. So them having whiskey. That's true. They would only have that bowl like healthy of things. Cheese gloop. Okay, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Leprechaun wins. Yay, leprechaun. Hooray. Woo! 
Alright, so recommendations. I already revealed my recommendation. I recommend The Room. And the reason I recommend The Room is because it's equally bad. So be prepared. I'm not sh- just sh- throwing you in willy-nilly like Brennan in this one with me. Um, you should know it is horrible. But also, everyone has seen it in the world who is a film major or not a film major. And they know why it's horrible. Also, Tommy Wiseau on Twitter is a gem. So It's fantastic. Yeah. And my recommendation is a movie that I actually do really like. It's a sequel. It's not as bad as Troll 2, which nothing is. But it's Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, which is has nothing to do with Prom Night, but it's infinitely better than Prom Night because it's about a prom queen who get, catches on fire at her prom and she comes back as a ghost in the 80s to kill people. And it's awesome, and you should check it out. All right, and... We'll reveal the answer to our clue from last week, which is that next week we will be discussing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Bum, bum, bum. And the clue for our episode two weeks from now is the following. I play horror trivia with a team called McCready's Beard. I think they'll love our next choice. Yay! I and like that clue. Thank That's you. Good. And if you have a guess for the clue or you want to share champion dialogue, questions, or comments about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre... That we may or may not feature on our podcast. We may. I mean, we will. Whatever. Um, If it's in time. And you can contact us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, on Twitter at Scream101Pod, via email at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, rate us five stars, which is the same rating that you would give to Troll 2. Oh, God. Uh, To conclude, uh, here are our credits. Essentially, this podcast, Scream 101, is produced by myself, Shannon Chalakian, and my lovely co-host, Brennan Klein. Also, with sound engineering help from our wonderful sound engineer, Lucas Cathy, who sits in the corner and gives us weird looks and keeps us going. Troll (laughs) 2. And we will be playing you out with a song that's just as good as Troll 2. Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice, which was number four on the weekend Troll 2 was released. Yo, VIP! Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle Dance, caress the speaker that booms I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom Deadly, when I play a dope melody Anything less than the best is a felony Love it or leave it, you better gain weight You better hit bulls out of kid don't play If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it Just to say hi. Did you stop?
No, I just drove, I kept on Pursuing to the next stop I bust a left and I'm heading to the next block The block was dead, yo So I continued to A1A Girls were hot, wearing less than bikinis Rock men lovers, driving Lamborghinis Jealous, cause I'm out getting mine Shade with the gauge and vanilla with the nine Ready for the chumps on the wall The chumps acting ill because they're full of eight ball Gunshots, ranged out like a bell I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shell Falling on the concrete real fast Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed I'm trying to get away before the jack is jacked Police on the scene, you know what I mean? They passed me up, could run it all the dope beats If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it